Welcome to SKUcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. SKUcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SKUcast is the official podcast of Common SKU. This year, many of us have scrambled to try new things when it comes to our team meetings, particularly our strategy meetings. Whether you are a team that is in person and at the office 100% of the time, or whether you're a hybrid team or completely virtual, we are all trying to figure it out, trying to find the best way forward to work on strategy together while maintaining a strong culture. A few weeks ago, the CommonSQ team gathered together at the beautiful Evergreen Brickworks in Toronto for our year-end celebration and 2023 strategy kickoff meeting. It was two full days of solid planning, plus plenty of fun and laughs over dinner and drinks. And most importantly, it was a time to connect in person with our team. Since many of us are discovering new ways to think forward and strategize together, we thought we would share with you what we learned from our experience. Hi friends, I'm Bobby Lee CommonSkew's Chief Content Officer, and I'm joined today by Catherine Graham, CommonSkew's CEO, and Mark Graham, CommonSkew's President and Chief Brand Officer. But before our chat, I want to mention that if you are going to the PPAI Expo in January, we would love to see you there, and we have multiple opportunities to do so. On January 9th, we're hosting CommonSkew University. It's where you can learn all about the platform. It will include presentations led by myself and my CommonSkew colleagues, Aaron Couture, Dave Schultz, Aaron Burley, Catherine Graham, and our entire Expo team. You can also visit us on the show floor at booth 5717, or join us for a private session in the SKU suite for a one-on-one chat with our team. But don't worry about remembering all this because we have a beautiful website that features all of this at commonsku.com expo. That's commonsku.com expo. And if you're not going to expo, we hope to see you virtually on January 19th for SKUCon Virtual, the conference for innovators, explorers, and dreamers in the promotional products industry. Learn about our incredible lineup of speakers and rally your team to join us. To learn more and register, visit skewcon.com slash virtual. Today's episode is brought to you by CommonSkew, the work from anywhere platform that powers your connected workflow, enabling you to process more orders and dramatically grow your sales. To learn more, visit commonskew.com. Now here's my chat with Mark and Catherine. As I said in the intro, everyone is typically doing a year-end strategy session or a planning session, and we just recently wrapped up ours, and in typical SKUcast, common SKU fashion, we don't want to just say, hey, here's what we did. Wasn't it wonderful? We want to say, hey, here's what we did, and here's what we learned from it. So, Mark, in your mind, as one of the leaders and principal organizers of our gatherings, what made this year's event different from previous gatherings? We changed the way we did some things. And I think we sort of like unlocked a new level of productivity and strategizing with our team. So why was this important for you, the way we changed things this year? So I I think what was different about this particular event compared to what we've done in the past is that we we treated this like one of our customer events, uh, a SKUCon, a SKU camp um, specifically. And the reason we did that is because we've got a, a fair amount of event planning skills, but in the past, yeah. when it's come to our own team, we've almost been a little bit like the cobbler's children, right? right? right. Like, oh, we're, we're going to roll the red carpet for everyone else. And internally, 
and not, not to say we wouldn't roll out the red carpet internally. Of course we have. I wouldn't want to give the wrong impression, but in terms of hotels and venues and diner rounds and, right. and all of that, we've, we've typically not done that. It's been at our office and it's been great, but it's a little bit more DIY. And so we, we made this change to say, well, why don't we think about this like a, a customer event? We know how special our customer events are. There's obviously a ton of work that goes into them, but there's great return that comes from it. So we, um, so that's what we did. And we treated this like we would have uh, building a SKUCon or a SKU camp. So everything to do with like internal communications and creating design and um, having a brand around the event, creating an, a website that we had that communicated all the schedule, all the FAQs, just like we would for a SKU camp. And, and th there were probably times where a few of us looked at around and said, oh gosh, this is so much work, but it was, <laughs> it was so special to see the impact that it had on our colleagues and how it streamlined everything and how everyone felt that they were really coming to something special. And, and that was the big learning, um, that these investments really do pay off when it comes to how it makes people feel in terms of how it drives culture, how it drives um, engagement and and all the collaboration that is so so important to a company like ours and we're certainly no different than anyone else in the promotional products industry but i think sometimes the 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 learning is don't be the cobbler's children <laughs> right <laughs> like, right <laughs> offer the same experience that you would internally and it pays off handsomely yeah i well, think the other part just to to um dig in a little bit and on there is that you know, previously we've hosted, you know, all of these at our office and, right. you know, this time we didn't do that because we have outgrown our office and we all can't fit there anymore. <laughs> right. But by, by moving it to a different location offsite, it created mm. a completely different vibe as far as, yep. you know, removing people from the day to day. There wasn't that temptation to all just, you know, slip off and sit down at a desk here and, and hammer out a bunch of emails or whatever the case may be that might cause kind of distraction during a time when we're trying to focus on, you know, working on the business and, and being together. So that removing ourselves physically from our space yep. made a big difference. And then ultimately we put even local people up in a hotel so that they could remove themselves from kind of the day-to-day -day pressures of what tends to distract in their personal lives and said, okay, this is a time just to totally separate out from, um, from what you typically do in a day and be able to just focus on kind of enjoying, you know, being with the team and, and focus on these planning sessions. But that's a really good point you brought up, Catherine, because I think it really set apart this event. It set apart our minds. It set apart. It said to everyone, hey, this is it's serious for us to carve this time and strategize. Because if anyone knows Catherine Graham, this is all about strategic priorities and making sure that what we're doing as we, we come apart and do this is that we are strategizing about the business moving forward and making connections with each other along the way. I want to give some mechanics behind the scenes about like what it looked like. Our meeting consisted of two full days and really four or five core ideas. One was something we always do, which is our PVPs. Um, they do a look back about progress in the previous quarter. And then also they close the event out with a look ahead at the next quarter. And in this case, because it was a year end event, we are also looking at the upcoming year. Um, we do something that everyone thinks is really special. We hear from the quiet voices on our team. In other words, we bring out folks um, that aren't typically not in the spotlight and we ask them to share what it is they're working on, what they've accomplished. And it's a really fun glimpse. I'll let you comment on that in a minute. We also hear from our clients, which is probably one of the most potent moments in our gatherings now where we have folks come in and speak for a few minutes about what the platform has meant to them and, and 
how it's impacted their business, um, but also how that we can better serve them. Then we have breakouts, which are like interdepartmental meetings, and which is an opportunity for departments to cross collaborate. Um, different than say just a breakout with your entire department. This is a cr intentional cross collaboration. And then finally, dinners and our normal dinners, the chance to connect with each other. But of these four core ideas, our VP lookbacks and lookaheads are essential. But this part where we bring out quieter members of the team who don't normally share the spotlight, maybe even are really shy about getting up in front of each other. Catherine, why is it important for us to bring those voices out and have them speak and actually present on what they're working on? Why is this such a big hit? It's it's very interesting for the team to be able to have insight into what individual people are working on. I mean, no matter how much we try to be, you know, cross-functional and collaborative and, and communicative about everything happening, at the end of the day, we still spend a lot of our days in our silos of what we're working on within, yeah. you know, our particular our particular function or department. So being able to just <clears throat> excuse me, surface some of what's going on within those individual people's roles is interesting. And also because there are a lot of uh, people that are new to the company and their functions are new to the company that mm. giving being able to give the team insight into what does that job mean you know we had yeah. someone start in like sales operations over the past couple of months so you know what does he do <laughs> and so shannon right. gave a fantastic presentation on you know what it is that he's been working on and what that means in terms of how it's going to help you know the sales team um, be able to be more you know efficient or effective so that those deep dives um i think are just incredibly insightful as far as being able to give give that perspective on what individual team members are working on yeah mark what was the standout moment for you or a standout of many a moment of you with these voices that we bring out this time around? It, it's that people are so nervous. They're so nervous to get up and right. present. And I think that that nervousness translates into an exceptional performance and right. a, a performance where I think they even surprise themselves. And I think we we know as as managers and leaders of the business that they are eminently capable of of delivering something great. But in a lot of cases, they haven't spoken before. And I think Bobby is or sorry, haven't spoken in front of a, a larger group. And I think this is a bit reminiscent of the approach that we've taken to SKU Camp and SKUCon, where we've identified really mm -hmm. exceptional voices within the industry, but they may not necessarily be professional public speakers by any stretch, but they're, and they're nervous and they're excited and they come up and, and, uh, and, and those presentations are really real and, and raw. And I think that this was our version of that internally. And to hear Shannon, one of our colleagues talk about sales operations and to sort of demystify this job, yeah. um, or Ksenia talking about all of our content production, all the backend production work that takes place and all the statistics and everything that goes in there was so illuminating. And, and I know that they were nervous getting up there. And, right. and so those are the moments that as much as it's, it's really, really exciting to hear Catherine uh, deliver a great strategic presentation about the way forward for common skew. It's, I think it's equally impactful to hear from different colleagues in different corners of the business Um and, and, and no one is, no one is better than the other, I think. And, and I really love that democratizing um, impact because I think some of our earlier meetings that we were having, I think were very VP oriented and yeah. it, it felt like it was almost as though you had these people that were speaking from on high and, yeah. and I'm looking around the room going, well, like what, like, what does that new developer colleague of ours think about this? And I'm sure right. that they're interested in it, but at the end of the day, like, why don't we get that person coming up and sharing what their world looks like? 
They're also great uh, skill building opportunities. Mm -hmm. So presentation skills are extremely important for anyone to have and to be able to, to present and communicate, you know, what you're working on and your ideas. So being able to have that, to to give that opportunity in a a safe space where, you know, the team is going to be super supportive and they're excited to hear, you know, what everyone has to say. So I think it's just a great opportunity to be able to provide. Well, correct me if I'm wrong on the numbers, but a third of our employees, this was the first in-person gathering that a third of our team actually joined us for. And and because of fa- because of our fast growth, there can be a, what does this person do? Why do we have this role? And so it eliminates that negative energy around, what is this other person doing? And the other thing I want to mention for those that are listening and saying, hey, this is a great idea. I think we need to do this with our team. It does take a little bit of encouragement to bring some of those quiet voices out, but also, it's important for those quiet voices to know um, that when you're sharing what it is that you do, it really unlocks a bunch of other ideas for everybody yeah. on the team. So it really just helps me go. Like Vicky showed up last quarter, and she's a data analyst, and I had no idea what a data analyst does even for our own company. And she per- showed what she does, and it was mind blowing. Some of the things yeah. that she does. So it, it, it's I think pretty, to, very important. Sorry, but there's one thing I'll do to add to that. That I think that um, something that's it's an interesting kind of you know framing for distributors listening to this is that that kind of you know presentation and sharing could be you know individual salespeople sharing really cool projects they've worked on you know mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be you know a big formal presentation with slides and things like that. It can just be you know how it is how do you give some greater insight into the amazing you know work that your colleagues are doing so that there is that transparency and sharing that can yep. better happen across the entire organization. Yeah. I like that idea. If you're a creative director, maybe you're in the creative or marketing role, you can share how on a campaign went or something like that, um, or what it is that you do on a regular basis. I think one of the one of the interesting things is this is what I do on a day to day basis. Is to me one of the most fascinating parts of, of the work. Let's talk a minute about we brought in some clients um, with Tom Rector with Screen Embroidery. We had Alicia with Haymaker come in, and what a special moment. Um, for our team, because we have a lot of our team that has frontline access to customers, but there's a percentage of our team that doesn't. And they came in and it was very real. It was very raw. The thing I love the most about it is they shared the stresses that are involved in running their business and what that looks like. What are your thoughts, Catherine, as we bring in these client voices? I think the more we can give that perspective to the whole team, I mean, ultimately, this is the reason why we get up in the morning is to have an impact yeah. on our customers' businesses. And so being able to hear firsthand, you know, what that impact is, and to be able to also, you know, get feedback if there are areas that we can be doing better, uh, but ultimately to be able to, to, to listen to, um, you know, that, that more um, detail, like a more intimate perspective in terms of, you know, the, their, and personally, their businesses, you know, things that Comiskey has been, has enabled them to do that the, our development team, as an example, doesn't have that opportunity to, to hear that perspective every day. So, um, hearing, you know, being able to have them come in, you know, via zoom and uh, for the whole team to be able to experience that was just incredibly impactful. Yeah. Mark. And I mean, I don't think Comiskey is unique in that we're very customer centric. There's obviously lots and lots of businesses that are extremely customer centric, but I I think for us, um, our management team, I think sometimes takes it for granted because so many of us have come from the promotional products industry. I mean, we, we've been around for decades, right? Old timers we are. And, and, and I think we take this for granted. Yeah. Speak for yourself, man. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I like but, how you pointed but, at me, but, Catherine. But, but, <laughs> we, we, but we've all been to the ASI and the PPAI shows and we've, and we've developed these very deep relationships and that's very special for us. But 
it, it, I think to Catherine's point, if, if, if you're on our development team, you don't have frontline access to a customer. And, 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 a, and a typical developer in a, in a company sometimes can struggle to see how the, the code they're building translates into the real world. And for us, when we're bringing people into our organization, we say, what's special about CommonSkew is that the business side and the customer side of CommonSkew work in lockstep with the development side. So that way, there's empathy for the customer. We understand their their joys. We understand their frustrations. We understand the things that they they like about the product. We understand the things that they don't like about the product. And, and I think for the folks that are on the back end of our business, I think that's really, really important um, to, to be able to understand how something that they've built that is, that's led to maybe our portals product, how that's yeah. actually being used in the real world. And what's amazing about this sometimes is that the, a developer will go, I had no idea that that's how they were using the product because we designed it <laughs> right. for this purpose, <laughs> right. but they're using it for this purpose over here. And that's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. And, um, yeah. and, and so that was really, really special. And we were really appreciative of Tom and, and Alicia for taking the time to, to be with us. Yeah. I, I want to say one one thing, last thing on this, and that is that um, you know, as somebody who's like a professional communicator, it's always um, important for us to remember that eighty percent of our communication or more is nonverbal. So we can read things that the client wants, we can hear about things that the client wants, but they actually hear from Alicia like, "What is your day like today? What did you do today? Yeah. What are you doing this afternoon?" Or to hear from Tom, like, "What is it you look at first day when you walk in the business so that you can get a handle on what you're doing?" And to hear the tone in their voice, whether it's stress or joy or happiness was really, really important. So it's something I honestly never did as a distributor or never thought about bringing in client voices to our annual strategy meeting and talking with them about the business because that had such a potent moment. Speaking of another potent moment, and we'll talk about multiple things here, um, but we did some, some little touches throughout the event. Merch, of course, we practice what we preach. So everybody showed up with some to, to a table full of merch with assigned seating so that nobody sat in their departmental pods and we had people sitting. We did that throughout the whole event. That was actually a lot of fun where you ended up sitting by a developer or someone else because we just tend to get, gather in our groups, right? Uh, we did shoulder days. So we have two full days of our meeting and then departments can decide that on the day before or the day after on a shoulder day, you can get together with your department, which is a great way for new people to sort of come in and meet folks. Um, any thoughts on these, Catherine, thoughts on any of these other things that were miscellaneous in our gathering? Yeah, certainly the, the mixing it up um, was was really critical, especially for you know new folks uh, that hadn't met anyone before of being able yeah. to you know feel as if they had that opportunity to integrate. And so it was not just you know within the meetings itself in terms of of having you know that that assigned seating to be able to shape things up. It was also at you know the holiday party, kind of when the, at the sit down dinner that um, we kind of mixed things up as well. So that made just it. It's, a, it's a super important in terms of being able to create those connections kind of, you know, beyond your people that you work with, you know, every day so that, uh, you know, it's it's not just a name on Slack or, you know, a little square on, you know, the Zoom meetings, um, you know, as a, as a company as a whole that you've actually had a chance to get to know that person and to, to chat with them and, and hopefully create some kind of shared experiences. Yeah. Last question as we wrap up. Um, lessons learned for you as leaders. Um, Mark, you're notorious for obsessing over the details. Some might say it borders on neurosis, but that's for, you know, you and your therapist to work out if there's such a Facts. thing. But Facts. Is you, Bobby, you're my therapist. You're talking about <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, 
we have folks that are gathering together as teams all the time, like they're in person, so they're back in the office. We have folks that are hybrid and working virtual. We have diff- there are different audience needs as we speak uh, on this podcast. Um, but it seems like our gatherings require a little more intention than in years past. Um, why, Mark, and what advice would you have for leaders as they're organizing these kinds of, especially these either quarterly or annual events that are really important for strategy moving forward? I think in the past, we took a lot of this for granted. And and I think mm-hmm. to some extent that was because we had an environment where everyone was within, uh, came into work every day in our Toronto office. And that's where culture was built. That's where consensus was built. That's where all the collaboration took place. So culture was built at, over lunch or it was over poker games at night or some of the fun things that we would do. And that world has shifted. I mean, obviously lots of people have returned to in-person and that's phenomenal. And we're trying to decide whether that's going to work for us. But during COVID, um, we, we expanded quite a bit from a, from a headcount perspective, but we expanded all across the, the two countries. And so we've approximately half of our team is now outside of Toronto. So this is a very post COVID sort of unique thing to us. And, and, and I'm sure might be familiar to people who are listening to this. So what's happened is that we no longer have those ad hoc poker games and the ad hoc lunches um, on a daily basis. And so we have to be a lot more intentional and in, in bringing people together. And then I think when you bring people together, you can't take it for granted. So you have to, you have to treat your colleague just like you would treat a customer. And, and as I say that, it sounds so obvious, but I think there, I, I think that sometimes you can take shortcuts and go like, oh, okay, well, it's just a, it's a company meeting, no big deal. And, and, I, and, and I think we were guilty of that in the past where we were, and I think our events were still fine, but that's where these additional details became that much more important. And I believe me, I yeah. think there's tons of things that we can improve upon. I think this is, this is by no means a podcast to say like, Hey, look, we figured it out. I think that this is really step one of a very exciting journey um, that, yeah. that we're on. And to be clear, I think we'll learn from a ton of other people as well. Um, but I think yeah. the details are important. I think culture is exceptionally important. I think we're in a very weird and strange labor market. Um, and I think the companies that win, clearly I'm not the first person to observe this. The companies that win are the companies with the very best people and the ones that stick around and the ones that feel valued. And, um, and, 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 and I think that we're excited to be on that journey, still have lots to learn, but uh, that's why the details are exceptionally important. Catherine, how would you encourage other leaders as they look at building a different kind of strategy experience for their team based on the lessons you learned? Two things I would say, you know, this has been a wild past couple of years. And so being able to, you know, take the opportunity at year end to to be reflective and to be celebratory of, you know, what the company has accomplished um, during the year. Sometimes you just get so, you're on the hamster wheel as far as, you know, what's the next thing, next thing, next thing, and you're just getting stuff done and you're shipping again, moving on to the next. And so taking that opportunity to be able to reflect and to celebrate the phenomenal achievements of the team um, throughout the year, I think is incredibly important. 
important. I always, you know, Michael, our CTO, uh, puts together you know a presentation every year that summarizes you know all of the the work the development team has done throughout the year, new features and little things, and just look at this again. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. shocking. <laughs> like, you realize you right. know how much has been done throughout the year. It's like really that was this year that that feature shipped. Like, you know, you just kind of have <laughs> right. these weird you know stretches of time that is hard to believe the number of things that have happened you know within you know one calendar mm. year. So that's you know super important to be able to pause and 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 have that moment of, of celebration. And then equally as important is having that moment of pause to say, okay, you know what comes next in terms of next year and and be able to really you know, articulate that as far as you know what it is that you want to achieve as a company, and not just a top line sales number, um, but more you know broadly around you know who when you when you're when you're hitting that that end, year end you know phase at the at the end of 2023, you know what do you want that reflection and cel- celebration to be you know at that point? So that's one aspect. Yeah. The other thing I would say is that cannot overemphasize enough kind of the power of being in person and being removed from the day-to-day of having that time to work on the business. And it may seem, especially, you know, now as our team, you know, grows in terms of geography that, you know, those looking at at the possibility of, of bringing in kind of remote team members, you might say, wow, that seems expensive either in terms of travel costs or time out of the office or any of the other elements that go into that decision-making. But that time is absolutely priceless as far as what it does to create kind of that cohesion and culture and that shared experience that ultimately kind of enables the team to be able to work together effectively in all the times that we're apart. So the the cost is 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 nothing when you when you contrast it to ultimately what the what the benefit is of being able to have that structured time you know together. Yeah, I want to add to this that at the we have a lot of folks that are five to ten, maybe fifteen team members, right? And they might say we we talk all the time. Like we're now going to have this special, create this special experience. I think it was worth it. Our VPs, um, we spent time almost in every meeting for a couple of months, like five or 10 minutes to talk about the upcoming strategy meeting. But then we had one meeting where we dedicated ourselves to pre-planning this event. And I think that's the difference. I think it was a big difference maker is that we all got together um, and said, how do we create this special experience outside of our normal collaboration that we do? And I think that was a big part of it moving forward, that there were voices from every department that were brought in to help make it special and to make it important and potent. So, um, yeah, yeah, and as the team team grows, that becomes you know all that much more important. I mean, we're just shy of forty people right now at this stage, and and so having that uh, having things be a little bit more structured in terms of how it is that we're thinking about that time together and ensuring that there is value out of it. Um, that having um, you know more forethought, and I give Mark huge credit to to driving kind of the detail you know on this that that it is it it should be a great experience and it should be a very useful time for everyone to step out and work have that like, yeah. new two days to work on the business. As we wrap, I just want to say uh, thank you both. That was such a special experience. And I also want to say a special shout out to our community. We've mentioned this in the past few episodes, but we've had over 50,000 listens. We have a 65% increase in the in the SKUcast audience. And we are so thankful to be serving this amazing community. We're really looking forward to SKUCon and Expo. And then we just want to say um, we wish you all the best for 2023, Catherine. Hey, we're just so excited for the upcoming year. I think that was the the overall sentiment that came out of our gathering is people are just you know ready to go and have so many fantastic ideas and plans and we just can't wait to get rolling. Mark, final word. I'm really excited that 2023 
represents the, the turning of a page. And we have so many different types of working styles that are happening. We still have people that are working virtually and remote. We have people that are doing both and it's hybrid. And then we've got other folks that are back full-time in person at the office. And I think all three of those models are really exciting, but there's new models that are out there and the ability to get together and to collaborate in a creative space um, was really special for us. We're really excited to share our learnings and we're also excited to learn from you too. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful 2023 and a very happy and safe holiday season. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Skewcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to Skewcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonskew.com. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.